This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Now it's time for Spiritual Learning with Priestess Lily. Welcome to my radio show, Priestess Lily, Sacred Heart Healer, Space Holder and Spiritual Life Coach. Welcome, I'm Priestess Lily. This radio show podcast I have created to help assist humanity, rise the consciousness through connection and holding space for thought-activating conversations with heart-centered leaders, wisdom keepers, and divine humans expanding into their authenticity and soul purpose. This is a sacred vessel. It is a soul activation, a recalling, a reclaiming parts of yourself that you have forgotten in order for us to heal and walk in the cyclic nature of ourselves, Mother Earth, and the universal energy. Which brings me to my beautiful guest today, Sammy Fleming. Sammy is a coach for women who is ready to claim their true feminine power and leadership. She supports her clients to cultivate deep inner confidence like never before, rise into their next level lives and soul work with ease while living deliciously attuned to the natural rhythms, stepping into life of flow. Sammy weaves her passion of feminine energy into her work, allowing her clients to be fully embraced in their power of who they truly are. Today, we are going to talk about the magical art of holding space. Welcome, Sammy. I'm so excited to be interviewing you today. Ah, Lily, thank you. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. What a privilege to be here with you. Mm. And You know, I've been following your work and obviously I, you were one of the trainers for when I did Beautiful You Coaching Academy. And I've always been um, in awe of your energy and how you really deepen and hold space and connect to people. And I think that in itself is such a dying art right now with obviously the restrictions we've had and wearing masks and everything that we're really, people are struggling to connect and it's something that you just naturally do. Thank you for saying that. You know, I love what holding space is for me. It looks like so many different things in my life, but I also know that it is something that I am devoted to continuing to learn about and deepen into for the rest of my life. Like I really imagine myself being 95 years old and thinking, how can I do this better? Or how can I do this more deliciously? You know? Um, so I appreciate you seeing that in me. And, and I know there's a whole lifetime ahead mm. too, right? Oh, totally. We're always learning and evolving. So yeah. 
I want to talk about today with you the art of holding space. And I know that that can go, this conversation can go on so many different energetic um, way, you know, we can energetically flow into so many different things. Because I think, you know, when we talk about holding space, it isn't just for group work, for individuals, for ourselves, for it's also our family. It's so, it's how it needs to be an art of a daily practice, doesn't it, really? Mm. I think it is. It's the micro and the macro. It's holding space first and foremost for ourselves so that we can truly hold space for other people. Mm-hmm. It's then holding space for our inner circle, whatever that looks like in our own individual world. And then that might also look like the work that we do. And the work that we do doesn't necessarily have to be officially holding space, like the work that I do, for example, which is very much holding space. It can be <clears throat> making coffee. It can be, for example, I, I'm in the process of um, renovating a space outside to turn into my office and I've been carpet shopping and I walked into one store and there were these two women in there and oh my gosh like they held space for me so powerfully that I'm like I don't care how much it costs like they're my people that's who I want to that experience was so nourishing and I was buying carpet (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and so it's available I give you that example because it's available in every aspect of our world it's not only for those who are therapists or coaches or healers or mediums or, um, yeah, in, in that kind of realm. I just truly believe that the art of holding space is accessible, available, and important for each of us. Mm. And I suppose it's something that, you know, many way showers, priestesses, mediums, counsellors, social workers, you know, um, have been doing it for quite some time, naturally. But it feels like it's just been reborn differently. Mm. Mm. I feel like perhaps in this age that we're in right now, we're getting an opportunity to experience what it is to be truly connecting in with each other. Uh-huh. As we move, move out of the industrial age, as we're starting to unhook from like the systems that aren't necessarily supporting us anymore and we're tuning into the truth of what it is to be human, but also the challenge of what it is to be human too. Uh-huh. Um, I just feel like there's a real craving for actual connection Also, you know, we've been in this decade-ish of, like, big internet time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like messaging each other on MSN Messenger and, you know, now it looks like something different. And and to be in the presence of someone who can actually truly hold space for you but also to truly hold space for those around you too feels like it's got, um, there's almost like a novelty for some people, I think. Like, oh, that's right. It gets to feel like this. Connection gets to feel like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like we've entered, you know, in the past, um, pre-COVID, we thought connection looked like, you know, text message on the phone, you know, all of that. 
and then obviously COVID hit and then you know we can no longer see each other through the masks and um you know we can no longer connect we're connecting mm. differently to each other like zoom rather than in person having a coffee or being connected to our family or loved ones I really feel like it is really um made us well I know it has for me personally made me value my relationships and how I want to truly connect to people differently how I truly want to witness and hear people and where before in the past you know we might have been too busy to see that person now I want to I want that person to experience me as much as I experience them and whatever whatever they're bringing to the table yeah yeah and having a couple of years of for many people around the world I I I will say I've just moved um, back to New Zealand from Australia and I was living in Melbourne and we had the longest lockdown Mm. like across the whole world right and so that was a whole thing (laughs) but you know for many people having a couple of years of not really hugging people of not really touching people of having that kind of barrier in between each other has shone such a light on what yeah what connection is and how much we need it and what happens to our spirits when we don't have that what happens to our this the soul of us the life force in us when we're not fed with human connection Oh, I've just got the shivers as soon as you say that. Like, I've just got mm. the whole shivers going on. And I think that's the thing, because I know that for me as a female, I need to gather. I need to gather. I need to be in community. I respond. Um, my soul expands and grows more when I'm around my people, whatever that looks mm. like. Um, when I'm sharing my wisdom, when I'm really feeling deeply held or deeply embodied in whatever emotions coming up for me, I don't feel like I have to put a lid on that. And I feel, you know, that is what our soul, especially feet, well, especially me, and I feel like as females, that is what we need to feel nourished. Right. Well, we can look back over all of history Mm. and see that women over time have been gathering and have been gathering and it was revered. The practice of gathering was revered and it was also very common. Like it was so normal. It wasn't something that you had to book into and go to once a month at a special place. It was like an everyday occurrence. Mm. It was sharing stories. It was taking care of each other. It was feeding each other. It was looking after each other's children. It looked like so many different things. And, yeah, there's this maybe five or so years ago, six years ago, I started running, um, initially I started running women's circles. And I was just watching as, like witnessing as women who felt disconnected from the art of gathering were coming back into those spaces. And what I noticed is that time after time after time, they would speak out the word remembering in the space like oh this doesn't feel new to me it feels like a remembering it doesn't feel like I've never been here I don't even feel nervous or I felt nervous perhaps before I arrived but now that I'm here there's a comfort because my body remembers this Mm -hmm. it's in my DNA it's not actually new it's really really old and it's really really familiar 
And so there is a sense of home, I think, in gathering with other people, whatever that looks like Hmm. for each of us. Yeah, I totally agree because I know I used to hold um, new moon circles prior to COVID. um, And women just wanted to be together, Hmm. witnessed um, with like-minded people, with people where they felt like they belonged. And exactly the same as you, that, you know, when I think about when I was holding circles, the connection and how women would swap numbers and then go and meet up for coffee outside of it. And just, it was its own community. It just really created a a real sense of community. And I also think that's prior to COVID, what we've lost in some aspects is our community. Um, or our place or our space, um, you know, has changed or what that looks like because, you know, of the, obviously the restrictions and stuff. And I feel like that's what we're gathering back to energetically or starting to move into again. Mm. Mm. I feel that. Yeah. So when you hold space in your circles, talk to me about that for you because obviously it's not just showing up holding a circle there's an energetic process in that yeah absolutely so for context this looks like a variety of different things it looks like holding space with a like a one-on-one client Uh almost always on zoom it looks like holding space for groups uh on zoom it looks like teaching people to hold space and holding space for them it's like a bit of a spiral there um But it's also my family, you know, I have a a new daughter, she's one year old and she's my my first child. And so this is a new experience for me too, like a continual learning. Um, And it absolutely looks like holding space for myself. And so when you ask like, what does it look like? The energetic piece is huge and the biggest one of all. And so what that actually means for me is, it's the practice of deep presence, really. It's the, pre- it's the practice of emptying myself out of any thought so that I can become an empty vessel, so that I can be in the energy of not thinking, oh, my gosh, what do I say back to this? What do I respond here? Like, what would be the perfect articulate response in this moment? Instead, it's emptying my thoughts, my mind, to the point in which I can listen so deeply that nothing else is real for me in that moment. There is nothing else present in my world apart from the person that is across from me and what it is that they are saying and not saying too. Mm -hmm. When we allow ourselves to be in that true deep presence, there is a, and you would speak to this so beautifully, there is a level of, um, intuitive understanding and felt sense that is available that's not when we're busy 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 and we're in our heads and we're rushing around or I'm thinking about what do I say back what do I say back I miss the micro moments I miss the nuance of like how you blink or I miss the nuance of where your shoulders moved when you said that or how your face changed and so to me the the practice of holding space in its truest essence, and this is, I guess, my definition, is to be in deep and exquisite presence 
with the moment that I'm in, whether that's with myself or whether that is with another person or a group of people. Mm-hmm. And truly, like, what a wild privilege it is to see people. Mm. It never, it almost makes me feel emotional. It does make me feel emotional saying that because somehow I was lucky enough to find this version of my life relatively early on. And to every day, almost every day, be in conversations where I get to truly see people in that way. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Incredible. And again, like this is this is the kind of connection that's available to all of us when we allow ourselves to slow down. Mm-hmm. Necessary, slow down. We are in a world of momentum, fast moving, things need to be done. We're busy, busy, busy. Like, absolutely. I have a very full life too. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. Right. Like, I'm not just swanning around, like floating around day after day after day. Like, there is a lot to be done and a lot that is required of me. And we get to choose to turn down the noise, slow down and experience deep presence with the moment that is mm. in front of us. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, when I think about what it is to hold space, I think this also opens up the container for truth. It opens up the container for the kind of truth that we only speak when we're actually being heard, mm-hmm. when we're actually being seen, when we're actually being in, a, in an environment of non-judgment. Yeah. I love everything you shared. Absolutely love it. Because, you know, obviously being a medium, people come to me for a whole heap of different, you know, a whole heap of variety for different reasons. And when I get to share my medicine and share my truth with people Mm. and witness them in their pain or a loved one's come through and they get this amazing amount of healing, as much as, you know, I'm so connected to them in that moment and seeing them, and all their vulnerability or all of their pain or witnessing them heal or witnessing, you know, feeling the love and connection of whoever's coming through. And, you know, I don't reflect when I'm doing it because it's not, I'm just the vessel, but when I let, when the person leaves when I get the email or I go inside and I just sit and I reflect, you know, back to, back to myself, I just go, well, that person just received so much healing magic. And I just, it just fills my heart that, you know, I've been able to witness that or I've been a part Mm. of that or I've been a part of that activation or, you know, been been able to help them heal or move through something or see something for the first time. And I think that, and I, you know, I know that for myself, that is a privilege every day. That is an absolute privilege every day for me 
and it's magical. Is that how you feel? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. To be like a teeny tiny part of somebody's healing, receiving insights, uh, becoming more them, mm. tapping into their power source, whatever the thing might be. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. In those yaha moments, mm. that when you're sitting there and you and you know your your client gets the yaha moment or something just drops in, and they go ah, oh, and then you're just like. That's the other thing that I love too. I absolutely love that, that we, that like when you're really holding that deep connected space, that we're the vessels for that, like that we've activated that, that we've allowed them to see that, that we've allowed them to reflect in something that they might not have ever given themselves time to even go there before. Right. And so I'm almost getting a visual as you're speaking as to like the container that is created when we hold space. It's like there, there is actual literal space that is created Mm. in our world of busyness in our world of moving 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 in our world of thinking 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 that's me hand up yeah that's me yeah to be (laughs) in an environment where there is space created Mm -hmm. for us whether we do that for ourselves or whether we're doing that for other people where there's like a moment some time some presence that is actually really quite luxurious Mm. I think especially for females, because that's not what we give ourselves permission for. Mm. You know, for me, and I'd be curious to know for you, when you hold space for you, what, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Well, I will say it looks different in the last year after having yeah. a baby. Yeah. Um, I would have given you a different answer 18 months ago. It would have been much more lush and long. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like brief, but actually just as potent really. It's, it can be as simple as asking the question, how am I feeling? How am I actually feeling? Mm-hmm. How am I feeling? Ah, let me just feel into that. How does my body feel right now? How does my heart feel? Where's my mind at? What emotions are present for me? How do I feel? Like a little holistic tune-in. And then it might be followed by a question like, what do I need here? Ah, I'm noticing like my mind is busy. My body feels quite calm. My heart's like a little racy still. Maybe it's the coffee. Maybe it's the thought of all the things I have to do. Maybe it's just excitement. Let me just like take a moment here. Okay, with all of that said, my heart feels like racy, but kind of excitable. My body might feel calm. My mind feels busy-ish. My spirit feels at peace. What do I need? Like, and then, and it's like, Simple questions. There's nothing complex about that, right? It's just, mm. what do I need? Uh, how do I feel? What do I need? Honestly, those are two of my favorite questions in the whole world. As a coach, my job is to ask questions. And those two very simple ones are two of my favorites because we can go so far with the simple practice of holding space for ourselves in that way. How do I feel? What do I need? So oftentimes, it's simply that. Mm. It's simply that. It's something else that's just come to mind is, you know, outside of holding space for ourselves and other people, we can also hold space for our projects, our work, things that are coming through us. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about the people listening to your show and 
you know, there might be artists, there might be um, like people doing all sorts of things, right? Mothers, gardeners, builders, like all sorts of people. And so this isn't, again, exclusive to like a certain um, industry. Mm-hmm. But I really love to hold space for my work. I love to hold space for my business. I love to be in conversation and in co-creation with what is coming through me, what my work needs to become. I imagine that I'd love to hear like what goes through for you here. But there's a devotional practice of holding space for my work too, for my business and asking, how do you feel? How do you feel, soul of my business, entity that is in co-creation with me? What do you need? How can I support you? How can I support you? You know, if we were to talk to like the hows of holding space for ourselves, for other people, for our businesses, for our pets, for our babies, like whatever it might be, the simple question of how can I support you, but actually meaning that mm-hmm. is a really simple and effective one. How can I support you today in this moment with what you're going through, mm. with how your heart is? How can I support you? It's simple and it's it actually allows again that space to be created for the truth to come through. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much just came through when you were speaking. Um I absolutely agree with everything that you've shared. I know that for myself, um holding space like for my business has been a real journey that has been a journey because um you know parts of myself I needed to actually really feel into become really vulnerable with and get my ego out of the way like step through my conditioning beliefs bullshit basically so that has been I know that for myself that has been a real deepening and hard process to let go you know to let go and so when you talk about you know I've always said even so I am my business my business has its own energy outside of me and Um, And holding that real deep space to work through what you're feeling or what what you're resisting and what you're not receiving, which, you know, Mm -hmm. that is where um, I know for me, that is where I have the most growth, the most expansion. I sometimes don't like what I'm actually being told by my higher (laughs) self, by my spirit guides you know I pack a shitty I pack a shit just like everyone else and go away and go I don't like that answer go away and then you know go back hoping the answer will change hasn't changed come back but you know that's when I go to myself that's the bit I've got to work with that's the block that's the barrier that's the piece I've got to feel into a little bit more to get more clarity to get more um vulnerable with to heal to witness Mm -hmm. Um, doesn't mean it's going to get any easier but it's the parts of myself that I need to have a more of an understanding Hmm. so what I hear there is a level of courage that is required to truly hold space but also to have held space for you 
to have someone hold space for you, mm. to, to walk into a container and allow the actual truth to come through, even if you don't really want to hear it because it's uncomfortable and you wish there was an easier answer. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. like a little more polite or yeah. something. Um, <laughs> that takes a lot of courage, you know. It takes a lot of courage to walk into a, to, to, to choose to be in an environment like that. Mm. You know, we're here to learn, we're here to grow, we're here to heal, we're here to witness. You know, that's the magic of life. That's the unexplainable. We're here to relearn. We're here mm. to recall. You know, everything that we that you know you spoke about and in, in in the at the start, that is, you know, that is the that is why we chose to come back at this time too. Mm. That is why we chose to re, you know, to move. Um, and, and, you know, I feel like we're the art of holding space. This is just my feeling. And I'd love to hear your, your thoughts around this. The art of holding space for me, probably 10 years ago was going and having a bath, mm. you know, not a real deepening conversation with myself. The art of me holding space with myself now doesn't look like one thing. It looks like a variety of things at different times when I really deepen into my soul. And it's like, what do you need right now to nourish yourself? Mm. Would, what, would you agree that, I know that you said before it's changed, but the idea, the collective energy, you know, like the containers change, would you agree? Yeah, well, I, I can relate to so much of what you're saying there. And it feels to me nowadays um, like a moment by moment meeting of myself rather than a, yeah, a decade ago. I'm not sure was I a decade, decade ago. I think I was in India wandering around trying to figure out who I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably do that again a decade yeah. from now. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, that, that was like searching for the answer rather than searching for the answer in this moment. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's like a nuance that's available nowadays, which is what do we need here on this day, this morning, in this conversation, rather than looking for these like big grand, uh, who am I revelations, which can come through the micro questioning too, but um, yeah, it feels like more of a moment-to-moment -moment meeting of self mm. nowadays. Yeah. Mm. And so talking about the art of holding space for yourself, when you feel feel the feels and it might not be the feels that you want to feel do you allow it to throw, flow through you uh, I as long as I can remember have been a highly sensitive and deeply mm. emotional person mm. and um, I have done so much healing around that but also I feel like I have come to a, a true awareness of the fact that that is a superpower to feel to that extent to me is an indication of how much like juice out of life I can get mm. so yeah like the answer is yes mm. and 
that used to be something I was quite embarrassed about. I held a lot of shame around, like how easily I would cry or how how deeply I would feel about anything or how heartbroken I would be about something. But the same is true on the other end of the emotional spectrum too, how joyful I can feel, how in love I, I can feel, how deeply tapped into the energy of life I can feel. And so I went, once I, I, I truly realized in an embodied sense that allowing myself to feel all of the feelings also allowed for the richness of life to be amplified mm-hmm. it was like a how yeah of course of course of course but also just rewriting stories around what um being emotional means for a long time throughout much of my childhood being emotional meant was a weakness was seen as a weakness was seen as something to hide and make smaller mm-hmm. and so consciously surrounding myself with people, teachers, chosen family, but also being bold enough to be in front of my blood family too and say, this is actually who I am. Like, I love it. I have no desire to change that. Was the thing that shifted it, you know, like deciding that that that's not only enough, it's actually quite spectacular to be such a deep feeler. And so um you know my answer to your question is like yes I am a big believer in letting ourselves feel our feelings I really you know I'm, I'm not sure of how true this is necessarily but I've heard that when we allow ourselves to truly 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 experience an emotion it can leave our system in seven seconds and it doesn't get stored in our hips it doesn't get stored in our heart it doesn't get stored and then come back up three years later in an argument it actually is we're free of it and I believe in letting uh, emotion flow. You know, emotion is emotion is energy in motion. Like when we allow ourselves to feel, we allow ourselves to move it. And so big believer in feeling the feelings, big believer in allowing ourselves to cry and to rage and all of these things that particularly for women were, um, were shamed. You know, there's a lot of power in an angry woman. Oh. And what what we know now is that uh, things that became taboo and shamed were things that were often really powerful. And so that to me is a, a big kind of red flag around suppressing our anger too. Mm. What if anger was actually a portal to your power mm. or a portal to your power at least? And so, yeah, big mm. believer in feeling our feelings, big, uh, I'm just like laughing thinking about if I had my husband here he'd be like yeah she really does she really does feel those feelings <laughs> funny because I'm the same I'm exactly yeah. the same I you know if I check in with myself and ask initially first is this my feeling to own because sometimes it might be sticky energy from somewhere else if it is then I, uh, then I will process it and allow it allow it to flow through me and you know quite often at my house at nine o'clock after I've dropped Thomas off at school, you'll find me in the bath crying, mm. just allowing whatever it is to pass through. And I feel, you know, I also feel the collective energy. So I know that the collective energy has been, it's, it's, it's in pain. Mother, like we, we are in mass crisis right now on mother earth and, and, there's a and there's a lot of pain and hurt and unresolved emotions out there in the collective and so 
rather than, you know, at times, like instantly I put a lid on it because I think that's what we, you know, people go, how are you? And you can feel it bubbling and you're like, well, don't ask me that question. And, you know, all of a sudden you start wiping your eyes. Sometimes I just allow it to pass through. Sometimes, you know, depending, um, it's got to, because it's got to come out eventually or it gets stored and it creates disease. And I know, I see that a lot with my clients where I can feel that they're, what they're storing in their body and and the greatest gift we can give ourselves is just to let process it and allow it freely to flow and I know that with myself because you know I get energy stuck in my body and I can't shift it or I can't move through it or you know I have to feel into it deeper and it's 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 because we're so fascinating we're you know, we're such a spiritual body of energy, having a human experience. Mm. Mm. Oh my God, I, I love this talk. This is out the gate. This is good. <laughs> you know, you're in New Zealand. I'm just like loving being back in New Zealand and, and hearing these little like New Zealand-isms. It's out the gate. out the gate. always ask my beautiful um people that I interview three sacred shares first sacred share is what advice would you give your five-year-old self Mm. it's connected to the conversation we were just having uh trust the way you're feeling you uh, right your feelings are real mm. yeah I love that is there anything right now in the collective if you had a wand that you would be feel called to change um how long do we have uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my list is pretty big too. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind is that we would remember that we are nature and treat Mother Earth accordingly. Mm. Mm. I think right now we're really relearning. I think right now in the collective, well, I know that the next seven years, this is something that we're really, really going to learn at a mm, deeper I'm level. I'm so glad to hear that. Mm. Yeah. And, and really her value, because I mm. don't honestly believe we have really, really valued her and the fact that she's a living, breathing body of you know, body, life. body of life. Yeah. Mm. And my last question is, to those beautiful souls that are listening to this today and the sacred conversation that we have just, you know, had, what gems of advice would you give them? Mm. Well, thinking about what was spoken to today, the one, the first thing that comes to mind is, 
to please, if I can ask something of you, it is to give yourself the luxury of being with yourself every single day, even if it's only a minute. We're all going to have our own uh, limitations in terms of time and responsibilities and things. But even just a minute a day to check in and ask, how am I? What do I need? What do I need? I imagine that so many people that listen to this show are big, generous-hearted humans. And so to there may be a tendency to be the ones who are giving, who are tending, who are doing the active loving um, for other people in their worlds. And so to give yourself the gift of presence, of holding space for yourself, even just for a moment, a minute a day. That might look like just before you fall asleep. It might look like when you wake up in the morning. It might look like when you're in the shower. Mm. It doesn't have to look perfect and ceremonial. It can look everyday and ordinary, and that is spectacular in and of itself. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I know, like, you know, there's so much value in us giving ourselves permission. We just decide hmm. and decide that we're worthy of that too. Hmm. Sammy, how do the beautiful listeners find you? Oh, a couple of places that are probably best. Uh, firstly, Instagram. That's where I hang out a lot. Uh, my Instagram handle is Sammy Sonia Fleming. That might be in the show notes somewhere, really, for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, sammyfleming.com so that's s-a-m-m-i-e-f-l-e-m-i-n-g.com um, is my website and I send out newsletters sometimes and it's a really beautiful place to remain connected to so mm. yeah awesome so we'll put them in the show notes anyway your mm. um, Instagram and web page thank you so much for your time Sammy because I do know how busy you are and especially being a mum and just moving countries, I'm sure there's a thousand and ten things to do. Um, but thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your guidance and your heart. Thank you for having me. And there is nowhere I would rather be than here in this moment. I've loved this conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.